Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome back to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... Steve the American Killjoy. And World of Woodrow. Steve, normal comics this week, you, why weren't you here last week? <laughs> Good question. Uh, <laughs> let's just go? say let's just say that muscle relaxers are very good things to sleep with. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I may have I may have missed out on this last time because I was nursing a back injury, but I'm feeling great now. That's so the main thing, at least you're feeling yeah, you're feeling good. Yes, sir. Well, we are here to talk about the ninth episode of BattleBots. We're joined by a guest who featured in the in the episode with the machine. Introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Adam Wrigley from uh, Shatter and Team Bots FC, and I'm happy to be here. It's yeah. it's a joy to have you because mm-hmm. I mean I think we're all fairly big Shatter fans. I mean, mm-hmm. when we had when we had Will on had his Hypershot gear, and this week you can't see it. I know this is audio only, but you can see I can see at least Jevon's uh, Shatter scarf. Um, let's talk about your season so far because it's it's been a bit of a wild ride. Um, you started off with Ghost Raptor, wasn't it? Uh, your your first fight and you you broke them by hitting them very hard um <laughs> how how was that because obviously we saw you last season you had a you know, a mixed season you, you had you know two wins two losses in the main season how did you feel coming back this year with obviously a reduced field but like you, you kind of one of the few that have really gone gone away and improved your robot yeah, so last season, you know, the robot didn't work maybe as well as we wanted it to. So we spent a lot of the offseason dialing everything in so the robot would be at 100%. Um, we came out in that first fight, and the hammer was working really, really, really great. It wasn't a perfect fight, but to come out against a team like Ghost Raptor, a veteran team uh, with a, a strong robot. I mean, I had like a toy of, of his robot back in the day, right? So to come out first fight of the season and, and knock them out um, and show the power of the weapon was huge. Uh, the robot's been working really well this year, and uh, it's nice to have it all come out and work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, especially considering the obviously the lengthy delay between, you know, the original schedule of the season and eventually getting to to fight in the season was kind of how prepared were you? Because obviously, I'm sure you're probably slightly more prepared than you would have been had the season took place in April, as it was or May, whenever it was originally meant to do so. But like. Was it slightly, you know, disconcerting having to wait for so long in order to actually fight? Yeah, I mean, we thought at one point it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, you know, it had been delayed so many times and we just said, oh, I guess it won't be till 2021. And then all of a sudden it was it was go, it was go time. Uh, it was go time. So we had to had to get the robot back together. And, you know, we're in New York City. Um, and so the week uh, that lockdown started that weekend was going to be our last weekend, like working on the robot. Um, and then we couldn't, and the robot wasn't in, this is my robot room. I'm in now the robot was not here. It was at, um, my office where I work because they have a loading dock so it can get picked up in the big crate and everything. And when the city shut down, we couldn't go to the office. And so we couldn't work on the robot, uh, for a long time. Like legally we were not allowed to go, uh, work on it. And so, by the time we were allowed to go work on it, we thought it wasn't going to happen. And so when it turned around that it was happening, we were like, it was it was all hands on deck trying to get it back together. Um, so we were a little more prepared than we would have been. Like instead of one weekend, I think I spent a couple weekends. Yeah, it wasn't like we spent six months working on it, unfortunately. I know some teams, you know, that they have more space to work on it. They can keep it in their garage or something and, and tweak it. But we didn't have access to the robot. So sure. there was just a lot of sitting around. We tried to make a flamethrower that that didn't work. Oh, 
That's. I mean. I mean. It's. It's sad because obviously. Uh, you know. Who, who that breaks my a, heart. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love a flamethrower, right? But I mean, oh, I think. I think Shatter at this point is fairly spectacular as enough. I mean, before we get on to the second fight, I just want to say the the geometric design. It mm-hmm. just it, it makes me melt how good it is. It is the. I'm a bit. It looks great on TV, and that's really exactly does. what BattleBots is looking for. They want something that if you if you showed it to somebody and said, "Are you interested in this?" Like. Yes, please. It's, it's, oh, a far cry, it's a far cry from what um, what Blue was in in yeah. King of Bots because it was that was quite not basic. It's not the right not the right word, but like it it, it was very it lacked plain. dimension. Yeah, this exactly. one has yeah. dimension. <laughs> and, and now Shatter. I mean, the, last year's silver one was spectacular, and the pink. Yeah. I mean, as as an advocate of pink robots myself, it was just like <laughs> wow, this is just so good. I think we said in the uh, the season preview uh, that Shatter was up there with your sort of hypershocks as one of the best looking robots of this year. It really is a stunner. Thank you so much. I mean, it's great to know that people like the shape because, you know, we put a lot of effort into, to making that and like, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like blue was a very purpose built robot, right? It was mostly just designed to work and there wasn't a ton of effort put into changing the look for aesthetics. You know, we made it very shiny, Mm, um, but we didn't, alter the shape and so when we sit up to make shatter you know it's battle bots like you're saying right you've got to put a lot of effort into the theming and design of the robot just as much as the engineering of it um originally we actually wanted to make a golf themed robot called green that was going to be covered in astro tear uh they, they didn't like that idea they're oh, like man. make something better they're like they we know you taste. can <laughs> I thought it was going to be hilarious. We're going to yell four every time. <laughs> Have like had, a driver head on top of the on, on top of the yeah. Oh, brilliant. It was going to yeah, one of those little socks that you pull off. Yes. Oh, yeah. See, this is what a wasted opportunity. <laughs> the theme was there. Like someone oh, has to do it, it now. I, I do think Shatter is a is maybe like a, a more highbrow theme. I guess. I, yeah. I don't know, it's, but, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like certainly it. classy. Yeah. yeah. And so. We waited a little while to bring back the pink color because we didn't want the uh, the copyright from blue to affect anything. But uh, sure. now that that's run out, we can be pink again without fear of uh, of retaliation. <laughs> Never even thought of that. Stinking mm. uh, stinkers. Um, obviously, your second. F- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, you, for the viewers, you can't actually see it at home. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Adam is holding up currently a, a tiny little shatter model. It looks so nice. I might throw this bit in, actually, just for the sake of it. This is great. Wow. My, my uh, modified Hexbug shatter that I made. That's fantastic. Is it a Hexbug one? Oh, it's oh, Blacksmith. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, well, where do I go from that? Um, let's talk about I don't know. your second fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, Malice, obviously your former teammate, Bunny, uh, leaving to do her own thing. Obviously, Malice had a pretty good start to the season. Things kind of tailed off against Jackpot. Uh, not Jackpot, sorry. Um, who am I about? Mad Catter. Yeah. Didn't quite go the way you kind of expected. I think a, a lot of people, you know, myself included, thought it could have gone either way, that judge's decision. You know, at the time you kind of said, you know, we felt we should have won do you still feel that watching the fight back now yeah so i mean it just depends i guess what the judges are looking at when they call damage right that fight comes down to the damage scoring and in my reading of the rules you know i thought that the damage that we did to their weapon was more functional than the damage they did to ours 
And while there was the appearance of damage, you know, we had the stuff torn off the arm and the triangles that tore off the robot, I, their weapon was completely inoperable and ours was half. That was what I thought it came down to, but the judges saw it differently. So we just make sure to adjust our strategy moving forward and know that like uh, we need to do a bit more than that. And that wasn't uh, as even of a uh, trade as we thought. Uh, but having Bunny get her own team and go out there, I mean, they, they have a strong robot and they drove oh, yeah. well in that fight. And that weapon is insane. You know, if we hadn't yeah. disabled it as early as we had, it wouldn't have been a fun wouldn't have been a pl- as pleasant us. experience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's chunky odium, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, really it's, it's odium if you just pumped it up to 250. So it's it, it was scary as a was it a beetle. Uh, it was scary at that weight class. So the fact that it's it, it's it's progressed and gotten to this point and Malice has really been quite an impressive it's a story package, doesn't it really we yeah considering you know you look at it, it doesn't it seems quite unassuming i know yes it has that big chunky you know dromette at the front as they as they mm-hmm. call it it's been quite unassuming and it's, it's done it's quietly gone about its business quite well jevin where does that fit into your chart <laughs> dromette it's, 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 it's on a horizontal yeah it's a new chart it's, it's horizontal it's you know make-believe weaponry and okay uh, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're at the point of almost vapor bots, right? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Um, well, that does bring me, bring us nicely onto um, onto the episode itself. And you are the first fight, Adam. A bit of a change of look. Uh, Speaking of that. avoiding yeah. judges' well, problems. Is, this, so yeah. you did mention in the episode. You obviously you took the, the kind of the pink plastic triangles off the robot. Like, do you think that was genuinely counting against you? Like, it it, it seems surprising to me that like. You've obviously stated so many times the armor's ablative, it's meant to come off. And this is just decoration on top of that. Like, you, it, it's yeah. kind of, I do find it kind of strange that they'd be looking for that. And so I, I think that's a, a great point. It goes back a little bit to uh, to Blue. Uh, you know, Shatter looked a lot more like Blue in this match than in some of the other matches mm. because we got rid of all of the, the decorative things and we're back to more of a functional aesthetic. Well, of course, we have the facets on the on the UHMW this time. Mm. Um, we tell everyone the armor's ablative, but I think there's some confusion sometimes around the panels that we added this season. Last season, we put the vinyl directly on the UHMW. So we had the ablative armor that gets torn apart, but with the vinyl on top, the vinyl would get torn apart, look like extremely torn and messed up. We didn't like that. So this year we went with these triangles. First off, they're very, very smooth. They look like glass. So that it creates a much better aesthetic. And then they fly off instead of tearing. So the idea is we don't have as much torn vinyl on the surface, just the black plastic underneath. However, because they get torn off on impacts and people hear the word ablative, they think that the triangles are the ablative armor. Right. And what we wanted to do this fight was run it in like the pure functional uh a form so the triangles gone the top uh 3d surface panels those are just 3d prints to kind of complete the shape gone right so we have the flat tops which are the actual top of the robot we have all the black plastic which is the actual ablative uhmw armor so um hopefully if we move forward if we put the triangles back on people will know like oh well those are the decorative parts if they didn't run those in that other fight that means those are decorative so we just wanted to make it really really obvious like what do we need versus what do we not need because it's strange yeah yeah. 
We, we don't get a, an explanation from the judges around what threw damage one way or the other. So maybe yeah. it was a trial. To avoid confusion. Maybe yeah. Will, yeah. I, yeah. It's interesting also, you say you know, that. Oh, yeah, of course. It's interesting cool. you say that because we, we, we talk about how much, how important looks are for the robots. And the fact that you've <laughs> had to strip it all away basically to make it more functional has basically. Take it's, 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 it's almost undermined exactly what BattleBots is looking for. I don't mean to take a shot, but it's it, it's it seems just I don't know. It, it seems sad that you had to kind of go back and strip it all the way back just to make it a bas- mean, basically back to back to almost like seeing the robot underneath the sheet. You know what I mean? Like where, yeah. where we had this this really beautiful looking uh, machine. And now I we, mean, we, we see Steve, the guts, you, you say that. I mean, I, I actually think the black chassis might be the best of one of the three. <laughs> they, they all look great. And I do all like right. the fact that you kept that kind of colors catch little, my eye. Sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I really like you kept that tiny little back corner piece, the shatter logo in the, in the, that was just like, Oh, just the icing on the cake. It was yeah. so good. Just, just a little, little, yeah, taste. just, just enough. It, yeah. I, I think it looks really cool in, in all black and in stealth mode. And uh, we had actually thought a lot about this ahead of the season. Like if we made the playoffs, maybe we come in in stealth and we're like, we're serious now, you know, like we're oh, okay. all black. Oh, the, like, the pink was for the fun uh, bit and now it's, now it's serious. Yeah, okay. now it's serious. But uh, production actually kind of got a little bit mad at us. They, they didn't like that we took all the triangles off. They're like, I'd imagine, yeah. Tri- so, yeah. So, um, the, but I was like, hey, if you want me to put the triangles on, then you, you got to recognize you it. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Send a message to the judges that it's not ju- it's not damage. <laughs> yeah, they kept saying, we know it's a blade of armor. I'm like, no, it's paint. The blade of armor <laughs> is behind it. It's just thick chunks of paint that fly off. And so mm-hmm. I think they got it. I, I think we, we got our point across. But All right. uh, yes, stealth mode well, looked cool. Let's talk about the fight with Shredderator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Were you nervous going into it? Because Shredder to this season's kind of had a nice little upturn of form. They've they've obviously beat Axe backwards, which was a really good fight. Like a lot of us were kind of surprised at how well both teams stacked up in that. And Shredder Racer, again, we're not going to talk about Bounty Hunters here too much, but they do okay. You know, was there a little bit of ner- a little bit of nerves fighting um, Shredder Racer? I mean, yeah. So I, I've been a fan of Shredder since it was called Frisbee. Uh, way back in the day uh and i've always been a fan of full body spinners and i thought that they are sort of an underrated category of robot and of course i've also seen brian compete in china uh with shredderator tiger claw um and so we've been to a lot of competitions where brian's at we we hang out all the time we're like friends and so this is a really cool fight to come in. Uh, I, Nick and I have been talking, Brian's son, uh, about fighting each other for a while, like looking forward to that that match. So th- this was a really big fight for us to come in uh, against a spinner like this. And and you're right, you know, they're running well this season. And when Shredderator is running well, it's scary. It's got mm-hmm. a ton of weight in that shell. It's got a ton of speed in that shell. Um, when he's running at full power, it's got more power than Tombstone in, inside of there, you know, and the same thing with Gigabyte because the weight limit for the shells is higher than the bars. Mm. Uh, so they're a scary robot to go up against, and it was a good test for the Ablative Armor to go and, and take those hits and, and keep on chugging. Um, but we were, you know, I, I think a lot of people specifically on Shredderator, underrate them on BattleBots because they've had some reliability issues. But when he gets those dialed in, the robot is very scary. And as you saw against Axe Backwards, can just tear things up. Um, so, 
you know, this is uh, our third horizontal of the, of the season coming. <laughs> you just like Scorpios. Yeah. So you just keep getting yeah. fed horizontals. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was it was good. We, we were yeah. I mean, we built it to take on horizontals, but yeah. it's still scary. Yeah. yeah, of course. And obviously, tactically, you, you, I mean, you said you got the tactics wrong with Malice. And what was it you kind of decided to kind of change against Captain Shredrace? Because, like, it was it was kind of highlighted throughout the fight, you know, the fact that you weren't using your weapon. And then eventually, as Shredrace slowly ground down after you were taking those hits. And obviously, they mentioned it in the kind of little mini ad break thing later in the episode. It was... It was nice to see the fact that they were highlighting the fact that hey, this is actually your plan the whole time instead of it was just, oh, Shatter's just getting hit constantly by Shredderator. It was it was very good to kind of get a little bit of analysis later on as well. Yeah, I, I think they're doing really well this season with how they explain the strategies of the robots uh, and, and getting Peter some airtime. You know, yeah, he's, so. he's always coming around and, and talking to us before the fights, like, what are you guys going to do? Um, and this time he has a chance to to say that on air as well as tell uh, the announcers everything. So it was cool to hear them talking about our strategy because we came into that and we said, okay, you know, against Malice, we came out swinging. We broke their weapon on the first hit, but it was it's always a risk that our hammerhead is going to come off. Our expectation was if we were able to do that trade, that it would win us the fight on damage. And that was not the case. So we had to adjust knowing that even if we get that exact hit we want, it's not necessarily going to win us. So how can we win the fight? Um, and watching what judges seem to like more, you know, if we can take take them on with a wedge, get them flying around the arena, um, get them to slow down, and then get the hits that are much less likely to tear off our weapon, those seem to score more points. Uh, and so the strategy was, we'll hit him. Uh, if he slows down, we'll go in with a hammer. And if not, at two minutes, that was going to be the point at which we started going for it because mm-hmm. we didn't want to wait the full three. Um, yeah. And luckily, we got him to slow down before the, the two-minute mark. But Yeah, about was, 30 seconds uh, earlier, eh? Yeah, it was close. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes, well, it makes a difference, doesn't it? And obviously, towards the end, you know, you can kind of see you caving in that top armor as well, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, which is really nice to see. You, you don't normally get to see, like, actual visible damage from hammers in BattleBots because obviously the way that they're armored and what have you it's so so tough these days but we got to see it got to see it this time and a, a, a well-deserved second win of the season it, it really was like it's nice to see the, the fight go three minutes obviously no one wants a 10 second fight one and done you know obviously if it's spectacular then it's had to be done. a heck of a hit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you have to but, be like uh nightmare slam job levels of like oh yeah. my god yeah, exactly. But like, you know, it was a really good back and forth. You know, the first minute was Shredderator doing doing its thing and then you got to show off what you could do. And yeah, it was really, really just a solid fight between two teams in form, I think it's fair to say. Like, you know, you, you seemed mm. comfortable in the end. Yeah, I, I think that was probably our favorite heavyweight fight that we've been in oh, wow. at that point. You know, the, you know, you get a full three minutes of back and forth. You, you're able to show off like, our armor's capability and then our hammer, our weapon capability, mm. our drive capability, you know, like it, the whole robot was working well the whole time. And yeah, like you're saying, like it wasn't an immediate knockout. Like it's always great to get those, but the way the fight was able to have like the story, you know, beginning to end and, and the strategy working out was, was awesome. And yeah, the, the, the top actually, there's a slow-mo hit where, where we hit it and you can see like bits of plastic like yeah. shattering yeah. off. And I was like, ah, oh, so it's that's, so good. That's what you, that's um, what you built it for, right? <laughs> yeah. And and then, I, I got to hand it to Brian, though. Yeah. Uh, he drove really, really well. 
Mm. And so we had changed some of the drive settings before the fight. And so I was, uh, I was oversteering a little bit. And every time that I did, he nailed the corner of the robot. Uh, and if you rewatch the fight, you'll see every so often there's sparks coming out. That's because he's getting in. Yeah, I was going to say. He did, he did, our, yeah. And he, every time, he would nail it. And if you, right before we started firing the hammer, you'll see um, the way the wedge is configured this season, there's three titanium wedges with one piece of plastic in the front when we fight against the horizontals. He hit the back of one of the titanium wedges and sheared every bolt that was holding it on. So that's um, why it was looking a bit sort of loose towards the end. Yeah. One half of it had come off on that last hit. And that was because every time he was nailing us at the corner that it's really hard to drive a full body spinner. And he was driving perfectly that fight. It was, (laughs) it was crazy. It's good to see, you know, it's good to see, you know, but I say, you know, Shredder has had a rough time in the last few years, and I think a lot of people have kind of not lost faith. I think that's the wrong kind of way of describing it. But like they, they don't rate it as high. As we, we said in the preview at the very start of the year, like we didn't think that people took it seriously enough anymore because on its day it can win fights, and it's proven that this year, and it almost proved it again here with, you know, had it not broken down towards the end with the, all the hits, the outcome could have been very, very different. Yeah. Um, but you, you were convinced to let your hair down as well at the end, which was, which was. <laughs> Did you think at this point, okay, we've we've done enough to convince the selection committee we're going to be in the 32, or was it still a bit, eh, maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes maybe I think a little bit too logically for, for things on Battle Boss. In my head at the time, I said, oh, we're two and one, so we'll definitely make it in. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's Battle Boss. It's never always like that. So maybe in retrospect, it wasn't as, as assuredly um, anything. But uh, yeah, at, at the time, yeah, I was like, oh, we, we got to be in, right? Yeah, that, that was what I thought. <laughs> there's a lot of bots at 2-1, so I mean, it could have been, you know, even with an expanded field, it, it's a, there's a lot up in the air. I mean, let's say that a bot got a really good first win and then their other two wins were very contentious. So, mm. yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, you what happens? Things like strength of schedule, who, who are you fighting as opposed to uh, how are you oh, winning? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be interesting breaking that down in a few weeks. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, have a lot of fun. In fact, next week, good grief. I know, it's not far away. It's not far away at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like everything's going to happen all at once. Like it's going to get picked and then we're going to be right into the tournament. Yeah. It's going to be... Well, they showed us, they showed us at, the end of that, at, at the end of the episode that they really are prepared to just announce the bracket. So we'll, we'll know, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I think end of next week we will, or end of next week's episode at least, we'll, we'll have an, an answer as to who I mean, it's it's been the pattern past few years that they've done that. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll, we'll know something pretty soon. And hopefully, we'll see we'll see chatter in there. I, I, at least I'd hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been it's been fun to watch this year. Absolutely. Who's on to fight number two? Another hammer and another spinner in yeah. hijinks and chomp. Uh, it was quite cool to see like a little bit of you know a, a little bit of background behind you know Jen really looking up to um, to Zoe and the team because obviously you know big. You know, big female role, model, role models in, in robot combat that they're a bit few and far between there's not many out there for mm. you know due to reasons there's not as many yeah exactly it's 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 it's, yeah. it's generally a, a male dominated sport due, you know hopefully that can change in the next few years but at, at the moment that's just the way it is and it was great to see that you know these two incredible robots like hijinks is just such an unbelievable you know powerful spinner but it's just so nicely packaged and it's just really nice to look at and chomp is just a work of art in its own right it's the, <laughs> the, the pair of them are just wonderful 
And unfortunately, Chomp didn't really stand the chance, did it? I mean, no. hijinks... it's a ter- it's a terrible draw for a Walker on your cutter, honestly. The, the issue, or the, <laughs> it is an issue. It's not an issue. When when Chomp's walking along, the the ring around it lifts up and then drops back down to floor level. So when it's finished its stride, it's fine to face the spinners. And we saw it hijinks hit that ring, and it just didn't do anything to it. The the ring protected Chomp completely fine. And then Hijinx comes in again just as Chomp is starting to do a walk and uh, they they get Chomp under. Chomping. And, yeah. um, you know, the, mm. I really, really love Chomp this season in a way that I've never really enjoyed Chomp before. Um, but I have to say, the sadist in me wanted that bingo square of um, Chomp <laughs> taking leg damage by Spinner. So I was happy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be how fair, are we Chomp, doing, Sam? Oh, I, I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's, not, it's not going well. It's not going well. Um, I will say, Chomp, there is a great photo on the on Hijinx's uh, social media page of the, the really nice little, lovely formed hole at the, right at the front of Hijinx. Mm. Chomp's hammer connected with it really nicely. It's a shame that they lost the turret when they did because they just at that point you kind of they because they're relying on the turret to help them guide their opponents basically to where they yeah. want them. They couldn't really get in there and and score the hits as easily because obviously they're, they're walking. They're not as maneuverable as a, a wheeled machine, if you like. And it just gave Hijinx the opportunity and the you know the impetus just to go in and kill it, basically. And I mean, there was a moment where Hijinx really didn't want to go in because it, it the, for so long. yeah they they sort of drove in and then reversed and the floor went no no you're going to fight them um, <laughs> sort of pushed them closer again. It was, yeah, we it was saw that with Gamma Nine, honestly. We're like. Yeah, we saw that with the Gamma 9 fight where they just... It, that with, turret with, is always pointing like at you. Yup, and it's not the fastest moving robot, but you're going to lose the fight if you don't go and just take it to them, honestly. Mm. It was... I think what happened, a leg was buckled and bent underneath the turret, stopping it from uh, <laughs> from turning at all. And it, it was gory. It was wonderful. But yeah, Chomp did manage to get a few hits in. And good grief, it, it, it yeah. still hits like an absolute tank. And they said in the sort of bit just before and the bit just after, like, though this robot may not necessarily be one to to be like the event winner, it should not be underestimated for what it is. It is a true work of engineering, uh, proof of what you can do if you put your mind to it, if you, you know, if you build something so different you're gonna get on the show and you're gonna have some amazing fights despite you know you may be maybe there you may not such a wonderful robot and yeah it, chomp is chomp is intimidating i mean it's it's huge it's absolutely enormous barely fits through the tunnel mm. uh, and the amount of machining involved in making that and design and is incredible i don't know how they were able to have the time and the organization to put to put that thing together the way they did i, I mean they've got like a, a baby too i, I don't know yep. two know. babies and one on the way two babies, <laughs> two <now>. babies. <laughs> I, I i don't understand how they were able even able to get to the competition with that let yeah. alone it actually works it's mm-hmm. wild you know and there's just so much going on like yeah it, it can't it can't be the most competitive thing in the world when you got that much stuff happening. It, but, but who cares, right? It's just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at those little legs going, it's just 
nuts. It's um, we haven't seen a walker in Battlebots for a good few years now. I mean, walker. not since the we yeah. almost saw one. <laughs> what was it, Praying Mantis, many years ago, and we didn't know what that did. I don't um, remember. Yeah, it's not a name I, I recognize. I Pepper's don't know. Farmer you... members. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to 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 finally have one and for it to be. I think Chomp, who have always pushed the boat out mechanically, you know, they're always trying different things. They, The first bots who use LiDAR, they're using all sorts of technology that we just, we don't see in fighting robots. And to be the first walker, I think, is very fitting for them to, to do as well as they have. Yeah. And yeah. it's not the end of them this episode either. We'll, we'll see them again in a little bit. We, we will indeed. We will indeed. It was, there's a great little bit coming up later on in a couple of fights time but yeah for for me i think even if chomp don't get into the bracket i think a lot of people now like you a lot of the comments before when you saw the old version of chomp it was oh it always falls over oh it's not you know well controlled oh it does this oh it does that and now a lot of people are like really like you know behind it and thinking wow this thing is incredible like it's, it's there's i don't very rarely do i see anything like oh god i hate chomp it's just awful like it's it's all positive now it's mm. like it's great to see because did that team deserve it <laughs> this is, as a, a chomp skeptic before this is the best version of chomp we have seen and they're not done yet i no. know that they've got plans the late the lidar they didn't quite manage to get right this season they're going to go away and sort that out and then we'll have a lidar version of walker chomp which is oh boy <laughs> um yeah just yeah absolutely incredible um as for hijinks they've moved to two and one do you think they're going to sneak in there as well like they're, they're on that kind of i hope so cusp. yeah mm-hmm. i really hope so they've had some good matchups. Uh, the fight against Claw Viper was entertaining. Um, they had an untelevised win it's over, Tracer, yeah, Tracer. Probably, I don't know how quick or slow that fight was. Obviously, we haven't seen it in full yet. I'm sure when the basement tapes come out, we'll get to see it properly. But um, yeah, I I hope they do. Um, they they faced sort of first year bots. They are themselves a first year bot. I think it's a fair assessment that. At two wins for a first timer, that's pretty good going. So fingers crossed for them. Yeah, yeah, I'd uh, I'd echo that. Fight number three sees Claw Viper, who obviously we just talked about uh, beating hijinks. Uh, they're taking on another full body spinner in Gigabyte. Uh, Gigabyte have really come on strong towards the end of the season, haven't they? Like they they started yeah. off with that enormous hit against Copperhead, and I, I thought this is going to be a tough season because considering, you know, the, the damage that that obviously has done, like ripping the mm. whole, mm-hmm. you know, top off. Tombstone did it a couple of years ago and it really knocked their season. And this yeah. I, really I sets thought, you back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would go through all this work to get your machine ready. And then, and then it's just like, ah, it's in two pieces. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, what can you do? They've really turned it around. And I think that this fight in particular was like a really good example of that because Claw Viper is designed to to kill horizontals. It has that big plow at the front. You know, obviously we saw it with hijinks earlier in the season and Gigabyte just took it apart. Like slowly, meticulously took us took it apart. It was really It's another another fight where they've managed to peel a robot. Yeah. And um <laughs> the whole side panel was banana shaped at the end and a wheel just just rolling out. It, it, it was just, it was there. The robot moved away. The wheel didn't. It was a really peculiar moment. Um, yeah, that was obviously. Uh, I mean, the Gigabyte's got so much power in it, mm. you know, and it's, 
its uh, failures have been, you know, similar to Shredderator, like related to handling that power itself. It's so much kinetic energy. And the point that broke in those two fights you mentioned is that it's kind of the, the piece that connects the shaft to the shell. It's like the, the hub of the mass system. Um, they've had issues with the materials and, and some stress concentrators and running it too long and not finding a crack until it's too late. So I think they swapped that out with a new one before this fight. And, you know, it's another one of those things. If it doesn't break itself, Gigabyte is just scary, like a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, that got like half the weight of the robot in that shell. And they've got the new spin controller, uh, Matt from Stinger, running just yeah, all these I know. And we got we got to talk to him today. They got to talk to him finally. They got to actually <laughs> let us know that he's on the team. Like we see him and they finally bring they him into the right? I did find it quite adorable at the moment where he sort of yells Stinger like we've forgotten him. <laughs> it's like, oh, Matt, we know who you are. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'd love to see Stinger yeah, back, a, wouldn't you guys? A, a version I mean, of it. Would. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to see like pushy, fun, like control bots like that. And, but mm. I think his he's a good he's a great driver. And mm. the thing about robots like shell spinners is you don't realize like not only does it have to be driven well as the robot, but the shell control is another aspect of it that's extremely important when to turn it on and when to turn it off. It seems like oh, just keep it on all the time. But if you did that, not only would the robot be uncontrollable, but it would break. Uh, so, yeah turning it off before impacts with other robots, impacts with the wall, ramping it up slowly, trying not to ramp it up when you're driving straight, all those types of things that have to be done on the spin controller. And they, I mean, they're just getting in, in sync and it's nice to see uh, yeah. spinners working well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Claw Viper, as much as they, you know, they did start the season very well, they've obviously taken two defeats, but to, to solid opposition, it's a bit of a shame how it's kind of petered out for them after that strong start, but like they, they can't have any complaints. Like, you know, they, it's the first season for them. They've managed to fight. You know, they beat hijinks, of course, as we mentioned. They obviously lost to Black Dragon, which there's no disgrace there. There's just that's yeah. an incredibly experienced team that know their bot inside and out. And if you're losing to Black Dragon, then that's fair enough. And same with Gigabyte as well. Like, you know, they've been doing this for so many years. With, you look with at this design as well. Yeah, you look at Megabyte in China as well. The tirade that that thing has been on for two seasons now. I mean. It was top four in, in in the first season. It was one of the top two teams in the second. It, the team know what they're doing. It is an absolute monster, and uh, yeah, there there is absolutely no disgrace, as you said. They even That's they it. managed to pop it up in the air. It, it, it was, yeah, it was I was going to say moment. yeah. I like really? that. You see Kevin's face like grimace, like yeah, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> he he's got, he, it, he's it, got the it, bones it's... of a good robot here, honestly. Mm. Uh, it yeah, just needs sure. more time yeah give it give it a season or two and claw viper could be talked in the same vein as maybe a, a stinger or you know something like that it's just such a yeah. it seems like a great baseline to work from it's a i mean that's a tough schedule for them to come out and like you're yeah. saying face black dragon and gigabyte like one after the other and the robot like you're saying it had definite flashes of greatness that drive system when he's going straight mm. yeah once he dials that in and gets the drivability of it, so like, crazy. he'll be able to control anyone he wants. And so, you know, I, I think it's a good first season. It's tough to watch the side of the robot get peeled off like that. Yeah. Um, it's a great robot. Um, oh, and fun fact, uh, Brian, who was on Claw Viper, was once on Bots FC for a brief uh... moment when we had Cluster Flock 
at uh, Robo Games, if anybody remembers that robot. So, for, um, co- for context, the, the reason why Jevon is currently holding his head, his head in his hands, we, we tried to do a family tree of, like, the Warhawk kind of... That kind of... Core Viper is an offshoot of Warhawk this year, and just... <laughs> I hadn't quite realised how deep the rabbit hole of Roboteers goes. <laughs> everyone just shares Roboteers with everyone, it would yeah. seem. I mean... I blame Washington. I blame team. the water in Washington. <laughs> Apparently it's and, just making and, everybody and together. Emmanuel, yeah, Emmanuel's got... Yep. Yeah, also big deal. on Cluster Flock. So. <laughs> there you go. Here's more. <laughs> so does that mean it has to go in, oh, in the family tree well, now? Surely it has yeah. to. Well, cluster yep. flock was really it was really a cluster flock because it was also um, uh, deep six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. So. I don't think my PowerPoint screen is big enough for this. Um, <laughs> you need two back, to, back side to side, you know. Because I've got to somehow now work out on the diagram I have. <laughs> Claw Viper is at bottom right, and then Malice is somewhere on top left because they're somewhere connected. So now I've got to try and connect both of them underneath. With Shatter. With, with <laughs> oh, man. And Deep Six. Oh, incredible. Oh, Lord. More homework for Jeff yeah. to do. <laughs> that, was, uh, that actually comes back a little bit to, um, uh, to Copperhead because the robot that we were, <laughs> no. we were supposed to be competing with that year was uh, Doomba, which we had bought ah, Copperhead. Yes. But Bunny, who was driving Doomba, um, couldn't make it to the competition. So at the last minute, we had to put together an alternate robot. So we got everyone bring their spare robots. Um, so yeah, it was uh, Brian. <laughs> they make sense now. <laughs> yeah. Beetle weight. Um, Dustin from Deep Six had a uh, middle weight. Um, and then uh, Emmanuel, I think, had a lightweight. And then uh, my brother, or no, Mary, uh, Mary and I were driving uh, Boom Boom, which was uh, 15, two 15 pound wedges. Uh, so it was, uh, it was quite, quite. Just a robot. swarm of robots. This is, this is very much like our heavyweight made of amp weights idea. Le- oh, lemmings. It was everything where everybody dreamed of, and it was just as bad as we all thought. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Let's talk about fight number four, which is Slamo and Witch Doctor. One team at 2-0, one team at 0-2. It's not what you might have expected, though. It's Slamo at 2-0 and, and Witch Doctor at 0-2. We did get this really nice little bit, which we were talking about earlier, where Witch Doctor, before the fight, obviously they've had so many problems with their weapons just shattering because of the the material that they're making making them out of. It was, it was kind of like a tool steel, I believe, instead of... Yeah, it was S7. Yeah, in- instead of your standard AR, you know, 400, 500, whatever, you know, is available to you. So they went out of their way to explain, okay, we actually had to get these weapons made, you know, but like this. We had to contact Al Kindle from Blacksmith, who then sources the material. The material was then transported to us via Spork and Arc. Then the, the material arrived and it was given to Chomp and Chomp used their facilities <laughs> to kind of... It's an incredible little, you know, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy little tale. It's great. Mm. <laughs> and, and they they left out the bit where we were in the test arena <laughs> with Witch Doctor late at night and we were trying to smash their uh, discs to break them because they're like, we need to test our, our new discs. Uh, and so they're like, does anyone have a sledgehammer? We can try and break this. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. We got something better than a sledgehammer. Uh, yeah, we brilliant. we couldn't we couldn't break them was uh, was what happened, but which it is look cool. <laughs> kind of, I mean, kind of shown by the fight really, because Witch Doctor was back to its very best at this fight. It's it's a shame yeah. that Slamo had to bear the brunt of it because it's had such a great season. It started so well, but it you know the the quality of Witch Doctor really started to you know show its you know show itself again, and you know he, Craig's had a great season. And, you know he'd be the first to say that you know he. You, you, sometimes you just can't win it against a top opponent and which doctor was that in this I mean occasion? he got close to a judge's decision he did it yeah, was 20 did. seconds out it was a really impressive showing um obviously he, he did take some reasonably major damage near the end but you know to start with he was holding off witch doctor he was getting a hold he was pushing him around it was it was impressive um I, I actually had Slamo down to win this one so that that goes to show how how much I think of this version or this machine that he's brought. Um, that I think he can beat Witch Doctor, and I think on a different day, perhaps he could have done if if way. if yeah. it was the old weapons. There was a strong chance on Witch Doctor if they broke that he would take a decision. Who knows? Um, yeah, it really really good effort from him this time. It's great to see uh, Craig come out and have a good performance with his robots. I mean, he's been going through so many gremlins with the other ones in the past. So for him to go 2-0, and it's like, it's nice to see him. Mean, you should have seen the smile on his face walking around the pits after he won his first two fights. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was it's, so happy. Imagine just the yeah, relief, if anything. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you wait, you know, so many years for your first TV win and then you get two in the same season. It's great. <laughs> like buses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... And everyone felt bad for Witch Doctor having their weapons just explode like that. Sure. I mean, it's just because of some weird heat treating. So everyone coming together to have that work. You know, it it's it stinks for Craig to have to come out and be the first one to face, you know, a fully functional Witch Doctor. I, I think yeah. that, like, uh, uh, Star Wars, like, oh, it's a fully operational. Death Star 2 ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it, wow. I mean, when that thing's up to speed, it's, yeah. But he put up a good fight. I thought he had it in the start. I mean, that, that kind of tongue wedge that they... Uh, that's the only way mm. I can really describe it because that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it looks like. This you know, really thin wedge at the, in the middle works so well just to upset yeah. which doctor's kind of approach the, pattern. The strategy of it was incredible. So it was designed that the, the low wedge would go in between their two discs and the two grabbers come down either side of the bulkheads. That weapon is perfectly designed to face which doctor if Witch Doctor's not moving. Um, it nearly worked. It nearly yeah. Funny thing, robot's moving. I think what did him in was the wedgelet that was covering the wheels on the mm. one side I was watching, and it was grinding against the disc one second, and the next second it was gone. Once the wedgelet was gone, uh, Witch Doctor was able to come in, hit the side panel, um, even though Craig was facing him front on. So... The wedgelet, mm. I think, was what failed. But yeah, the arms were, they were working well. They were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do just want to yeah. mention, uh, so they, the BattleBots put up on Facebook this week a, um, a behind-the-scenes video of the wonderful footage of Craig Danby's um, lawnmower getting hit with a chair by Slamo. The, the comment section of which was peculiar indeed. Um, I think the one I want to highlight most is if the lawnmower was on, it would beat Slamo. No, um, it's a 250 pound well-armored robot um, and lawnmowers don't break 
robots, Look, or at least they shouldn't. Outside, my grass outside normally beats my lawnmower. Like, this yeah, I was going to say, grass <laughs> usually is pretty deadly to a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unless it's a robot one. I, w- I especially I want to say, yeah, this is a team that are now sponsored by a lawnmower company. There's no yeah. way that lawnmower is beating that robot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need at least a sturdy work boot. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yep. Come on now. <laughs> um, it does leave Slamo at two and one. And it also leaves Witch Doctor at one and two. I can see both of these two getting in the bracket. Like, yeah. Oh, I hope so. Because Danby deserves it. And I get Bingo well, Square if he does. So they've, they've, they've won two <laughs> fights and they've only lost to Witch Doctor, which there's no disgrace there. No. Witch Doctor is Witch Doctor. You can't really... Yeah. Obviously, you know, Adam, you faced Witch Doctor in the past, like, you fought them last season. What, what's what's the secret to beating them? Because you, you took them to three minutes. You know, not many teams can say that they've done that. Like, what's what's the secret to beat them when it's fully working? Let the smoke out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can get them, if you can get them smoking, then I think that's that's the recipe, right? Their their weapon is dangerous, but if you can keep them running long enough, like with any other spinner, get him enough stress on that weapon system, then you know sometimes it'll smoke. And if you can, and your your weapon hasn't broken by that point, then you're good to go. Our problem was uh, one of the early hits. Uh, we had an old component that wasn't shock mounted well enough that failed. So our, by the time we broke their weapon, they'd already broken ours. Uh, so I think the key is you've got to be able to outlast them, try and get them to smoke. Because trying to outdrive, uh, outdrive Mike is not gonna. That's not. Gonna <laughs> it's, it's tough going. Well. He's, he's so good um, way he does. Yeah. Absolutely. Fight number five is Gruff and Extinguisher. I, didn't... I have many things to well, say. There's, there's a lot to talk about here because <laughs> for the first time ever, I believe, we're seeing Extinguisher's alternate setup, which is great. Yep. We, we've said, you know, how cool would it be to see the, the spinner, the Dalmatian the spinner. anime puppy. <laughs> I don't know what to think of that. It was, it was something. Um, I had this down as a dead set Gruff victory because... Yep. I think a lot of us did, honestly. We all predicted a Gruff victory. We have a little prediction tournament going on with a group of us, and we all predicted Gruff, and apparently um, we all not, got not it today. wrong. Not today. Uh, <laughs> I also, I'm, I'm happy for, for John to, to get a win, mm. because, you know, Extinguisher yeah. is a, a rubber with a lot of promise, and I feel like it's within a season, it's, it's going to be at that level where you, you, do, you don't want to fight it. It's, it's getting there. It's not quite there yet, but... The signs are there where you can you can see why they're doing what they're doing, and it's, it's getting better every. You know, it was yeah. it was you know okay last season. It, it didn't really get to show off what it could do, but it was mm-hmm. okay. This season didn't really get a chance to show what it could do against Perfect Phoenix and Gigabyte, as we've already mentioned, is something special. This was great. <laughs> There's something about Extinguisher the way it moves. I believe so. A lot of it is brushless, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. The way it moves is very sort of smooth um it always sort of glides around the the box and uh, occasionally i'll hit a, a little nick in the uh, arena and sort of bounce off it which is amazing because you know what what speed must they be doing to get an actual bounce off of a little nick on the arena <laughs> um but yeah it, it was it was a really interesting fight um <laughs> Well, sadly, yeah. on my uh, for my bingo square at least, Extinguisher didn't put out Gruff's fire. No, <laughs> Extinguisher yeah. didn't have the Extinguisher built in for this fight. I don't believe. I thought it, no, I thought it did. It was it was shooting out. I don't know. I I thought they I they said it wasn't in there. I don't know now. I thought, I thought it was. I, I John, I if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, answers in the comments, please. We when I, we watched I, it, we heard it, they don't have it in. 
But as you say, they showed it with it in. So it makes no sense for them to have shown it if it wasn't there, unless they were saying, look at this, this is what you're not getting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is great to see John get a televised win too. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been, uh, our first heavyweight competition was back in 2016 uh, when we went to the Florida event at Al mm. Robot Ruckus. And I was at there. That event, yeah. There were a lot of people there. John I know. There. <laughs> Sam, Sam from Gruff was there. There was a, there was a good Mike from Witch Doctor. Were we really do get they, they really do get good t- turnouts there. It's really a nice yeah. place. It, it's nice to have a hub so close to at least where I am that I could just go and you know mingle. It's an awesome event, and and seeing the progression of of John's robot uh, through the years and getting on TV and getting that that first televised win is huge. And he's still uh, so young as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so he's only going to be getting better and better. Um, you know, we, we talk to him a lot and, and try to try to help him out. He runs a lot of the same motors and, and things in, in his robot. And so yeah, that hammer is really powerful, too. Mm. Um, you know, once he gets his reliability dialed in, that, that robot's going to be something else. And on the Gruff side, I was surprised that Gruff stopped. I don't know what happened. I, it's been a weird season for them i have to i have to wonder if something happened after they got that really good grab on extinguisher if something yeah electronically just didn't like that by the sound of things they struggled to get them apart um i know john has said yeah, that there was quite the a quite weapon a, quite belt a was edit <laughs> yeah, oh yes um all of a sudden they're facing another way yeah you're like huh? yeah. at least <laughs> they're not a, a different part of the box it would have been like what i don't know if anybody's been watching wandavision but it was like somebody's <laughs> just rewound and uh, tried again um it was yeah very obvious and apparently the unstick was not clean there was some damage done potentially when they unstuck you understand that from the amount of gruff that was in extinguisher um the fact that they were managed they able to get a suplex one way and then a suplex the other that was something special there was some cool stuff though like the the fact it was like rocking it was slowly getting there yeah yeah yeah, it took them a few tries but eventually they they did throw them over and then obviously threw them the other way back it was it was entertaining but like let's Mm. let's not you know take that away from this fight it was it was very good to to watch as a as a fight you know yeah a lot of back and forth it's just a shame that Gruff kind of petered out and it, it's kind of left them in a weird position because yeah. they've only won one fight. They've had two losses. Okay, yes, one's against Whiplash who are spec- you know spectacular in their own right and have no disgrace losing to Whiplash, but Extinguisher has obviously improved an awful lot, but it is, you know, it's not at the high level that maybe Gruff needs it to be to sneak into that bracket. I think a loss to them yeah. was really, really hurt their season. It's it's an odd one. Like last year, they had some really good fights, but also came out with a sort of negative record. Um, I think Gruff is, is a really entertaining robot that often gets quite unlucky. Um, it certainly has the potential to be up there in the bracket. It's just they've not quite made it there yet almost or they've not had the luck to make it there i think they're more than capable but um yeah just not really found the they need to put it all together the groove yeah i mean the, the weird thing for me in this fight was you know like gruff is is and always has been a very very durable robot and to see them get knocked out like that mm. kind of goes against like the ethos of the robot and so I, I don't know what was wrong but something felt 
wrong. It's just weird. So when I'm picking yeah. things for a bracket, you know, if it were me, I'd say like, okay, well, who's doing what they're going out there to try to do? If you put Gruff in, you want Gruff to be the like unbreakable brick. Yeah. And it hasn't doesn't been feel that. like they are. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. That's strange. Odd, but the only thing I can think is maybe when they were trying to suplex them back the other way, because that took so many attempts and it must yeah. have been a massive drain on the power of it that they have that just worn it down and worn it down and worn it down until they've got very little juice left to move the bot. I mean, they run both brushless and brushed motors, I believe, in, in their robot. is a very peculiar... Or brushless um, or Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so to to have the, the power drain on that already and then to be doing something like trying to rock another robot over the top of them because they couldn't unstick, you know, it's it's going to do things to their robot. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear the breakdown in Facebook or something. I'm sure they will do a full fight breakdown of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really interested to know how that happened. And and their their like less brush drive is is really <laughs> interesting way to do it. You know, you you get that low end torque, but then the high end power. It's, mm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a really clever way of like working around two different problems that each drive system has. You know, it's kind of get the best of both if you like. A penultimate fight sees Atom94 and Perfect Phoenix. The two teams kind of mentored by Ray Billings. Um, the well, fight for who will be the ultimate father yeah. figure. <laughs> <laughs> I did really want to see if if Perfect Phoenix had lost this fight, Ray just walked around the other side of the Perspex <laughs> and said, this is my team now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would have been good. Um, I will give Tyler enormous credit. Like He drove the wheels off that thing he yeah. really i mean that that first hit was you know the, the big hit where he kind of flies across the arena was like a little bit of a a warning a bit of a you know okay maybe i need to calm this down a little bit but after that it was just surgical i am not a big fan of uh perfect phoenix this is perfect phoenix's best fight and i thoroughly enjoyed this one uh it was a really good back and forth atom performed the best that they have this season um you know they they did eventually get their discs a bit messed up on the on their well, I want to say Drisk but I'm not sure I need to look back at the chart <laughs> yeah. again. Um, you just live in charts, man. I do. I need to stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Atom Atom really did perform here, and even after the discs went, they were matching Perfect Phoenix for driving power. I mean, the wedges were at similar heights. Neither of them were able to find an advantage at certain points. Perfect Phoenix did manage to get a good push occasionally, but yeah, this fight, as Tyler said at the end of the fight, I don't know which way this fight went, and to be honest, I kind of agree. I think the damage Perfect Phoenix did sort of swung it. And Yeah, I think had... Had it been the other way around and Perfect Phoenix's weapon had have stopped and it was Atoms that was still working, I think the fight would have gone the other way. It was lit, it was it wasn't yeah. a knife edge, you know, in terms of driving and aggression. I think both were into it really. They were both giving it all they could. The fact that Perfect Phoenix was able to keep its weapon running longer just dictated the the, the pace of the fight really. And that's, I mean, that, that's how it is in most fights. But at the end, but this one, you know, more than most, it, it was neck and neck between the two of them. And you know, credit to both teams. They they both. You know, they both went for three minutes again. It's, you know, it seems to be a bit of a thing this episode where, you know, there's just mm. long drawn out fights. And, you know, the fact that Atom and Perfect Phoenix delivered the hits that they did and took the hits that they did early on and were able to keep running is a testament to both. Yep. Yeah. Also, Blue Bar yeah. Perfect Phoenix, awesome look. It was a nice look, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Not just enough to differentiate it from, you know, I suppose it's it's dad in Tombstone, if you like. But, you know, it's, it was, I don't know, I, I like the blue. More blue, please. 
mm-hmm. it's uh, it was it's something to be able to go out and build a robot that can take those hits, right? So credit to Adam ninety four for being able to keep running after yeah. all of those. And yeah. of course, we all know like Perfect Phoenix is a is a well built robot built by yeah. uh, Paul Ventimiglia. I mean, but it's fifteen years old. It's still coming out here. And yeah. <laughs> We, we got the uh, answer to the question of what if brutality fought now that no one was asking. Um, yeah. We got that for it. Yeah. And so uh, it, maybe it also proves in a way that Biohazard definitely wouldn't be able to keep competing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we were And we were talking about Megabyte <laughs> earlier, too. Those two kind of tag teamed and just put that thing into retirement. Um, that day that yeah. was but uh, yeah. uh it, i think this fight also shows what a game of of inches this this is right the perfect phoenix was about an inch away from toppling over and being upside mm, down and yeah down. what a hit and so wow and, and I mean, it had a couple of those back, this year hasn't it like they've they've yeah. had a, you know they had the one against tantrum where it just flew across the arena that was great to watch as well that you know that's, that weapon has got some power behind you can, it. You can see which part of um, the Tombstone talk that they have had. Um, <laughs> you know, the weapon is very potent. And I think once they, you know, this is a first year build for them. Once they, I hope they do come back and, you know, it's an, it's another area of the world they're representing, even if they are from Canada. Um, <laughs> and, and it is very much uh, Robot Wars International special in, in where they're representing in the, you know, they might not be from that place, but they have India by way of dubious Canada, ties. Canada. Yeah. Um, this this robot has some real potential going forwards. You know, it it should not be overlooked, even though they are now the first team, I believe, to go 0-3 this season, unfortunately. Um, it is still a very good robot, and, you know, you definitely shouldn't look past it. You know, never underestimate your opponent, especially if it's got a big old spinning thing on the front. I was a little nervous about Adam. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's just a, you can't underestimate any spinner in BattleBots yeah. because even if it only lasts one hit, and they lasted more than that, but that one hit will have so much power in it mm. that it can easily win a fight. And any robot in BattleBots today, if it fought in the classic series, would win like hands down. The power levels that we look at, you know, I watch sometimes the old fights, and you see a robot hop a foot in the air or five feet across the arena, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, now that would be that's that's not now uppercuts uh, swinging Gemini's out the arena. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't hit the ceiling, who cares, right? So <laughs> it's wild. Um, but I, I think Tyler just outclassed them entirely oh, and yeah. well. I mean, you could see them go head to head, and he would just pull away and get behind him and push yep. him into the wall. It was it was incredible to see. It was like a clinic. You forget. When the spinner goes down, he's still Doom Kid, and he's yeah. still driving We've a said this wedge. We've and he's... said that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I think he's better once the weapon goes yeah. down. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we've played into his hands. <laughs> well, the one thing I do want to say the is... Bar, the bar yeah. just makes it an even fight. That's yeah. Yeah. everyone away from his wedge. <laughs> this is his handicap. Say, one thing I did want to say is that Perfect Phoenix has a better record this year than Tombstone. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did, obviously they did mention it in the show, and you know, you know, Ray did have a little bit of a chuckle, but it, it stands to reason that they, they I, I think Perfect Phoenix will get into the bracket, you know, with, with the season that it's had, it obviously beat Extinguisher and now Atom. And Tombstone shouldn't. No, hang on. <laughs> well, I think they should fight each other. Like that, that seems like a logical fight to me. That'd be amazing because Tombstone can't be then. Uh, Tombstone Ray, I forget that there's a human behind it. Um, yeah, Ray can't mentor. Mm, that'd be interesting. Mm. 
unrestricted Tyler. What, taking what, what, the stabilizers off of him. Or is it taking the blindfold off of him? Who knows? Is Ray ta- is Ray holding him back? <laughs> we'll have okay. to see. I just like, I like to imagine. Okay, Tyler, you can win all the fights, but you're not allowed to beat me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Our final fight, the main event, is Black Dragon and Copperhead. Before the fight, actually, just before we discuss the fight, I should say. I love the little bit of you know artwork that they do. The Battle the of the Zodiac oh, type thing. So nice. That thing is beautiful. So Copperhead is all hand painted. Like other than the the rust effect that they've got on there, um, it is all painted by hand. And you, cool blimey, that that thing is Just beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Again, another I, one of these robots that are up there design wise this year of, of best looking. It's it's gorgeous, especially this drum. From afar, I didn't notice the the paint scheme, and then I saw some photos of it online where they were zooming in, and there's some incredible detail in that. It's, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's, it's I find it amazing, like, cell shaded. Yeah, I find it amazing <laughs> the fact that they they've done this, you know, and you, you're barely going to see it on the camera, but like they've done it because they know. And who knows if it's going to last? Because you're going to be hitting something with that. Yeah. Tell you what, if that drum has survived, you can imagine that that is going to sell for a lot of money on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but will it ever sell for as much as it costs to make? Well, <laughs> Maybe not. Um, sell it, have you, Adam, you, have you been to an art museum? <laughs> you never know. You I mean, sell anything. If, if I they, sold them, a, they sold a painting that shredded itself. That is true. That was a, I mean, that was amazing. That only made it more valuable. <laughs> I think, exactly. This is one of the, the weapons you don't sell. You keep it because it yeah. is a memento of that fight. And, you know, what a fight to keep a memento of. So good. They but- said in the episode, like, these two teams have fought on the smaller weight classes a lot before. They've had a lot of fights. They know each other very well. They know each other's driving styles very well. This was going to always come down to, like, the driving, skill. The driving and the, the precision there. And it was... A bloody good fight. <laughs> I, I do wonder had Black Dragon's weapon not gone down as as quick as it did. Obviously, mm. towards the end of the fight, Copperhead really started to struggle with its driving, and I do wonder because Black Dragon generally doesn't have many problems with it. It just mm. lasted less and less, and it was quite surprising to me yeah. that they had a you know a, a belt failure basically. Yeah, Black Dragon doesn't do belt failures. They've got two belts on there so that if one breaks, the other one keeps it going. And this time both of them went, and that's something we've not seen I, before. I wonder if one of the like spiky bits of, of Copperhead somehow got in Most there and just it. sliced mm. it. Because you know, like it, it, it's really odd to see a couple belts just come off all at once like that. Yeah. And yeah, it, it that... I think that turned the fight because Copperhead at the end seemed to be overheating or something. If Black Dragon was still going, the fight would have been Very completely uh, over. Yeah. Uh, and so I actually thought there was a chance Copperhead could get counted out at a few points, but it, it seemed like everything kept coming back on. Like Just, just, just enough. Time. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. One thing I will say, I know we haven't got Minotaur this season, but the yeah. drum noise that Copperhead was making in this fight was just so nice. It was just a really low bellow and like... It, it, when Minotaur's in the arena, you know you, you know it's in the arena because of the you know, obviously Adam, you you fought them as well. Like you know the the, the noise <laughs> that that thing makes is is biblical, but this was very like kind of grumbly. Like like it was just fantastic. Like this was a really yeah. really great fight, and just for every kind of sense, you know the you know the sparks and you know seeing Black Dragon fly through the air, and also the the sounds of Copperhead just grumbling away was great. Mm. 
the the noise that these robots make in the arena it doesn't come across on tv i don't know if it's possible to have it come across on tv but that <laughs> dolby surround does not has nothing on being there <laughs> yeah like the, there's a reason people call them a, it a death hum it is yeah. terrifying um even our hammer when you hear it in the arena hit the ground like when we miss like the echoes that 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 through the uh, warehouse are, are crazy and but the spinners are just another level because it's just constant. It's just this constant, like, you know, it's coming. <laughs> it's getting in your head. It's like psychological warfare when you hear yeah. that. Yeah. No, you, you're all, not wrong. Yeah. I, think, I think the closest that we, we got to like hearing shatter was when, when you were in China, I think, you know, when you could hear that, you know, the, the big thunks on the floor, like it was a proper, like, it, it, it sounded like a, we mentioned it earlier. It sounded like a golf ball being hit by, by a, by, there you uh, go. We're back club. to four and again. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, it's full circle. Um, given that Copperhead's now at three and zero, where gr- would you it was Green. Them? That was the name of the robot. Yeah, Sorry. Like <laughs> where would you put Copperhead in terms of your seedings? Because I think both Black Dragon and Copperhead are going to be in the bracket. That was pretty much explained yeah. to us in the episode. But where would you rate the winner, Copperhead? Because top five. Oh, at this three. point in time, I'm <laughs> really? putting it at the very top. Really? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll one up you. Um, yeah, I mean, they've managed in their past two fights to win in two hits each. So this fight, even though it wasn't as strong a win, they have really dominated this season. They have they've had a very smooth run of things up until this fight and you know whereas mad catter has struggled perhaps against some maybe not had as entertaining wins uh you've got uh, bloodsport who struggled against chrono so it was a long drawn out fight um and jackpot jackpot yeah who really struggled against sub-zero early on i think this fight even though it was long they dominated it still in I would currently put them at my number one. This very much depends on how Uppercut does uh, yes. in their final fight. I was going to say. Because if they win it by some brutal margin, then they're going to replace Copperhead for me. Um, that, that's my current number one is Uppercut. Mm. I, 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 well, well, of course, depending on whether or not whatever happens on their on their third fight, and it that really could put them over the top. I just... I don't know that the, the, the beating they it's gave Sawblaze is still ringing in my head because yeah, you are right. I think the co- the the Copperhead fight against Gigabyte was just so impressive, and that was kind of akin to what what um, Uppercut did to Sawblaze. Yeah, in my opinion, and then the P one fight. Okay, yes, it, it dominated, but it was it just seemed fairly cut and dry quite quickly. It, mm. it was still impressive, but still mm. cut and dry. This one. Again, they dominated, but they still they showed those little frailties towards the end of the fight. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't perfect, but they they got the job yeah. done in the end. Mm-hmm. I do I do think though, you know, they'll be very much at the sharp end of the of the field. I just wonder if they'll take the end of the Black Dragon fight kind of into account. Similar with how Bloodsport were with Chronos, it, yeah, it was kind of a it was a very small you know mark against them, but. I think one, all of our three and O teams have had moments in this season where they have struggled. Um, certainly so Mad Catter in the first two fights Ribot and Fusion I think they were on the back foot until they weren't anymore Um, and uh, who else is up there so as you said Bloodsport against Kronos was really quite a difficult challenge for them Um, 
That yeah, I, th- I think they had the perfect armor for a horizontal yeah. spin. Yeah, <laughs> it was once great. The, Clearly, once the ring goes down, it just it just spins out of the it's way. Like, it's like no okay, then come on, then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, they they solved it. active they solved armor. It. They yeah, are, the you know, they are all armor, sort of a, like a like a rotating <laughs> system round round. Offense is the best defense. <laughs> yeah. If um, I just put a drum in the front, would that be good? For- <laughs> <laughs> um, it might work. Yeah, I think a lot of the three and O teams are sort of quite level pegging as, as to how well they've done this season. Um, and I think you then have to look at things like strength of schedule, who they fought, as opposed to. I mean, we all know that Rusty's going to be number one anyway. So. Well, yeah, we we all know Rusty's won the season. So well, yeah, spoilers, right. guys. But yeah. you know, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. What can it you was do? obvious. It was obvious. Yeah, that does pretty much bring us to the I end hate of you the all. episode. <laughs> 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 um, Adam, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been honestly for for me because I, I my my favorite robots of all time are terahertz and beta because of you know yeah. the, the big hammers you can't and shatter for me now like it this season in particular has gone right up there like it's just it's so everything about like the omni wheels and everything just the way it's you know slides mechanum wheels like. they're mechanum wheels sam oh sorry <laughs> omnidirectional wheels yeah it's fine <laughs> but, but yeah it, it's for, for me it's just like the way that shattered now is 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 I think of it in the same regard. Like it's 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 mm. so so nice to watch, and you know you know you're going to get a good fight out of it. You know, it's about... doing something that other Xbox aren't, and I think and that their weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things that they're doing that other Xbox aren't. Um, yeah, I think Shatter is is one of the best looking and and also one of the best full stop Xbox out there at the minute. Have, it just we, is yeah. so powerful. We had a guest earlier in the season that said if Beta wasn't there, Shatter would be the most powerful hammer at that at event, honestly. So, I mean, that, that fight would be cool. Can we I have mean, that? But, but, like, does, yeah. it, does, it mean, does it mean a lot to you, like, you know, seeing people, you know, praise the machine online? You know, obviously, you yourself, by the, by the sound of things, you yourself have come from just being a fan watching, you know, BattleBots, you know, in the early 2000s coming to today where you're on the show kind of living a fan's dream, if you like. How, how does it, you know, compare? Yeah, well, first off, like, thank you so much for having me on. No, no, I, I, I love to be here, and thank you so much for for liking the robot. It, it's awesome because you know that's that's what we try to do, and and yeah, you're right. Like, I was a fan, and I I wanted to go out and do something a little bit different, and you know, we really wanted to show that mechanum wheels could work. That was kind of like one of the big uh, impetuses in the, in the design, um, and of course, John Reed's robots were a huge inspiration. I mean, the whole form of it is kind of derived by, uh, from uh, kilohertz, mm. in terms of, uh, mm. kind of the geometry mm-hmm. of, of the shape. I could see that, and uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, to go out and, and be compared to them, and and it's it's weird. You know, it doesn't feel. <laughs> I know. There's an old robot that used to compete at Robo Games called Alcoholic Stepfather that did the Mechanum thing as well, and that's, that was one of my favorite robots just to watch because it just it it, it just kind of ice skates around the arena. Yeah, uh, and it's it it's, it's good glide. It's, it's nice to, yeah, it's nice they to were, see. They were super heavyweight, right? And they, I, I I think so. It's been a while. Yeah, and I think they beat the original super heavyweight Tombstone at Robo Games. They had a flamethrower mm-hmm. that came out the front. He <laughs> custom made. Custom made those wheels. I think he said they were twenty thousand dollars. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That 
once they got wrecked, I think that's why he didn't bring it back. I can um, see why. <laughs> we did not spend that much on our wheels. Um, Ace yeah. closed. Yeah. Why are we? But uh, it, is, it is tricky, it is, but when it works and you can you can have it driving sideways and, and stuff. It, it's, it's great to watch. It's really, it's really fun. Yeah. I remember um, I was I was watching it with um, with my girlfriend and basically we, we were watching it and I said to her you you want because I I knew of Blue from King of Butts and I said to her you like watch watch Shatter from the start it's not going to drive forward she goes what do you mean it's not going to drive forward and it just goes sideways she's like huh why are you doing that but it, it, yeah it, honestly I, it's it's a joy to have you on my dude I always like to drive sideways into the box at the start it's um, just, yeah it's it's very slick <laughs> it's very mind games of you. When, when there's a crowd and uh, they don't know what's going to happen and you do that, the crowd is always like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh I hit him into the end. One final question. One of my favourite featherweights at the minute yes. is Knock Off White. Knock Off yes. White, yep. <laughs> Are we going to get to see it fight this year? I know Motorama isn't happening this Norwalk year. Norwalk Havoc. Norwalk Havoc has yeah. a 30 pound weight class now. Will Knock Off White be seen in the future? So we do want to bring Knockoff White to Norwalk. Knockoff White needs a bit of a redesign, and Norwalk slightly changed the rules. Apparently, we can't weigh more than 42 pounds or something like that. Uh, it's like there's a 12-pound bonus instead of a 15-pound bonus. So right now, we're overweight. Uh, we, we need to figure that out. Um, they have some weird rules. Like if you build a multibot, you get more weight. So mm -hmm. there might be... like. Yeah. Maybe we can build a multibot and then make it heavier. I'm not. I'm not sure. But uh, we'll, we'll, we want to bring it back. If not at Motorama next season, next year, maybe towards the end of this year at Norwalk, um, because we have a lot of fun fighting with that one. You know, like comparative to the the weight class, the hammer has a lot more power in it. Like mm. Shadow is very powerful, but at the featherweight scale, ironically, people say you can't make a successful hammer there. That hammer has. Yeah. It, it's just. It's crazy. You're sniping uh, lipos left, right, and center. What do they know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, we, we have a lot of fun with that robot. Uh, and see uh, it. We yeah. have we have a few things we want to try out at that scale, um, possibly to to bring up to the heavyweights so a new arm and hammer attachment methods uh, because we, we we don't want our hammerhead coming off anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so we have some thoughts on on how to how to improve that. But yeah, it, it it'll be back at some point. It's Chef Kiss. That, that, that has made my, uh, yeah. genuinely made my day because I'm, I'm the same yeah. as Jeff and I, I love Knock Off White. If only for, mm. if only for the, the, the naming and the branding, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and once we can get our, our drive motor to stop popping out, you know, then we'll be <laughs> beatable. But there's a lot of vibration in that system. I bet. It was the sort of, it was the start of the idea behind, uh, I helped co-produce a, a Lego robot fighting show, Lego Wars. And, um, my first Lego full RC robot that I built is uh, a robot called Chatterstar. And it is originally based on Knock Off White, but with tracks um, nice. and orange. Um, so, but yeah, it that's a thing. Well, we did, uh, we did almost bring another robot to BattleBots this season that was going to have tracks. Um, really? We, we, we were accepted with a second robot after the big delay. Right. Um, when they were looking for more teams. And if you're a fan of Knockoff White, you may know of Emulsifier, which is our other featherweight. Um, and we were going to build a heavyweight Emulsifier. Awesome. A, Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Absolutely. It, Emulsifier is the one that fought uh, Megatron. In the finals. Yeah. yeah. In the final. Um, it, 
it uh it's scary um we had it all designed ready to go but we, we just didn't get quite enough of a heads up um, mm. to build it so it wouldn't have gotten all the parts in time okay. but uh yeah maybe maybe at some point maybe next fingers year. crossed for that one as well yeah <laughs> lots of exciting things to come in the future Absolutely. And if BattleBots ever uh, allows shufflers again, you know, we could make a yeah. 400 pound knockoff point or something. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. That's, that's, that's the dream, won't. right? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, I hope you've enjoyed listening to our ramblings about the ninth episode of BattleBots. <laughs> and of course, um, I've said already, but Adam, thank you very much for your time. It's been great to chat um, about all things axes and all things hammers. And yeah, it's been it's been really, yeah. real joy having you on, my dude. Thank you for the insight. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. With that said then, I have been Sam Elliott64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been World of Woodrow. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to do thing. that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are you pointing at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this doesn't work on Zoom. Hang on. Dear me. The three of us, at least, we'll see you next week for the 10th episode of Battle Butts. But until then, see you later.